Over the last 20 years, primary and secondary school funding has been cut significantly for the humanity disciplines, music, art, and foreign language. Study after study has shown that these extras are very important to strengthen our youth's minds. Facts that jump to the forefront are these humanity disciplines improve our ability to listen and communicate by better connecting the right and left hemispheres of our brain. All right, I know. (laughs) I'm getting in over my head pretty quick here. But you get the point. The arts are important. Number one, yes, get on the phone or send an email to your representatives and push for change. Number two, there are people out there that are working hard to offer students this knowledge and skill outside of the educational system. One of those is our guest today, Michael Clay, the executive director and co-founder of the Texas Music Project. He and his organization work tirelessly to help our youth understand, enjoy, and participate in music. The amount of time he spends on the Texas Music Project is amazing, considering that he also runs Michael Clay Productions, LLC. Muddy agrees that kids are some of the best petters <laughs> and also some of the best musicians. So he wants to hear what Michael has to say. Amy, kick us off so we can talk with Michael Clay. This is the Dogger and Muddy Music Show. Listen up. It's all about the music. Let's check in on the artists, songs, and people behind the scenes. Are you listening? All right, everybody. I'm here with Michael Clay, executive director and co-founder of Texas Music Project. He showed up a few minutes early, and we're now starting the interview several minutes late because we've been reminiscing about music stories, Jimi Hendrix, Billy Gibbons, Stevie Ray. So uh, maybe some of that will slide into our interview here today. Uh, Michael is an executive producer and director in the music hospitality industry. Uh, Michael Clay Productions, LLC, focuses on audiovisual consultation, talent, and production management. Your office is northwest of DFW Airport in, in Southlake? Grapevine, oh, Switzerland between South, you know, Dallas-Fort Worth. <laughs> yeah, right. Before we jump to the Texas Music Project, I just, just want to get a little better sense for Michael Clay. One of the projects you were involved in, the Grapevine area, Gaylord Texas Hotel, huge place. Can you tell us about your role in the development of that facility and what all you did there? Sure. Thank you for having me, Doug. Absolutely. The Gaylord was um, just underway uh, about 2005. It turns out I know several of the people in the hotel industry that were working there, and I just moved to, I was touring around doing conventions and producing events and playing music and uh, bought a house in Grapevine, and I ran into some people there who told me that about all the crew that were inside of the the Gaylord itself were people that I'd worked with. I had a chance to meet them and have beer and talk and see what they were doing. And uh, they were opening this $16 million nightclub and they had all these great ideas for entertainment in Texas. And I got invited in to be the director of entertainment as a contractor. And I came in and for about a year and a half you know, help develop the help help start the nightclub, and yeah. then working with the ice exhibits, and working with Summerfest, and working with all the activities they had going on. Plus that, and it was great. On it was a great honor to be asked to do it. Yeah, the place is huge. So it was the Green Cactus Nightclub. I would say. Yeah, not, uh, Glass Cactus. So, how did you get into the music and hospitality industries? How did you evolve into that? 
Well, originally, um, I played music all my life, and and so I knew somewhat about production. And back in the '80s, I um, got married, had a baby, and needed a job. And uh, yeah, minor detail. Yeah, and it was a life changer. I took uh, this job with the Freeman Companies. Sure. And uh, they're one of the largest in the country, and and I worked my way up the ranks and uh, was uh, learned the production and other aspects of it that working with CEOs and working with stagehands and working with, yeah. uh, you know, all aspects of it. So doing that tied me into the hotel industry and then bringing the production side and bringing the music side. And I had just started Texas Music Project when Gaylord was going. So they sort of adopted it as uh, an initiative for the Gaylord itself, the corporation coming from Nashville into Texas. So it was a oh. nice... A nice little segue for them to have a tie-in to Texas and a tie-in to all the artists. So that that really helped, and and we did a lot of things with the state. Gaylord bought thirty thousand of our CDs, which they used them as stocking stuffers, and and they would put their brand on it and send it out with their proposals. And so they had a community tie. We were the community tie. Cool. For Let's jump into the Texas Music Project because sure. it's just it's just gorgeous. I've, I've been watching multiple videos, but I don't want I don't want to steal any of your thunder. No, Tell the people no, about no. the Texas Music Project. It's great. Well, Texas Music Project has always kind of been a labor of love. I, a good friend and I had written songs together for about twenty years, and he and I moved to Dallas, and we were artists in residence for the city of Dallas, and we went around performing at everything from rec centers to prisons and <laughs> I mean they used us for everything and really we would write originals and and that's what we were doing so we were official artists for the city of Dallas and then he went on to become the official artist for the state of Texas and um, the director here John Paul Batiste who is now over the Dallas Cultural Affairs. He's the chairman of the board there by the mayor. He went to be the director of Texas Commission on the Arts. Tim Orsburn, who was my partner, used to tour the schools and do different things. So I sort of learned the inside of how that works and working through arts and the government and um, all the different elements involved there and grants and things like that. So I was learning something I would use later, which I had no idea about. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the music project basically started, um, my buddy Tim passed, and I was trying to think of ways of using all these songs and so forth, and, and I talked to different artists and talked to the Texas Commission on the Arts, and they basically um, scratched their head. And <laughs> So what, what we did is I, I ran into... Uh, Bruce Orr, who was introduced to Bruce Orr, and Bruce has a great marketing background, and we uh, we love music, and he loved the blues, and we were talking about all sorts of things like that, and I told him what I was trying to do, and he helped me come up with an idea, and we sort of co-founded the project. And then we went to the state, uh, Texas Commission on the Arts, and they advanced us $10,000, which we gave back multiple times over uh, from CD sales and different things like that. They helped us start this project and then we got in front of the governor and the governor uh, made texas music project the official music charity of the state of texas which governor was this uh perry okay all right yeah, yeah. that was an interesting 
Oh, it was great, actually. <laughs> he's 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 got several um, of his public face and his private. Yes, I've heard that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've heard I mean, that. and he can switch them in a heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> well, but he was really nice to me. Good. Well, obviously, he got you kicked off. Beauty is you're 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 primarily focused on working with kids, right? Yeah. the The mission of Texas Music Project is a five hundred one c three. It's under education. Ours is music education and giving back to the schools, and a lot of it has to do with the need for it is around uh, no child left behind. Very well, good. Uh, what happened was. The arts got left behind. Yeah. They didn't get the memo and didn't show up and didn't protect their slot in the school lineup. Yeah. And they didn't see it as important. Yeah. And honestly, I learned after many years that we would go into the schools and try to do programs. I just learned that you just can't fight that. You, to do after school programs, which I've done, um, it's another challenge because. You, somebody has to keep the lights on. Somebody has security. Who gets the kids in and out? How do they do it? Yeah. So I've, I learned after many years of doing this that the best way of doing it is to create an event and invite them. Okay. Uh, and be a resource for the, um, I'd say, the community to the music industry. Because I have veteran players and uh, and ties into producers, uh, record labels, and all these different groups yeah. that b- make Texas Music Project different than a booster club type thing. Right. Ours is more industry-related, and that's sort of how we did it. Yeah, um, you, I think once a year you do a four-day project or maybe more than that? I do several things. I, I've broken this down. I've learned that music education, you know, it's not a necessarily like life-saving although it can change people's directions, kids' directions. So we target disadvantaged kids and Title I schools, and which have eliminated music programs yeah. in, the, in the schools. Good. So you target them specifically. Oh, that's our, that's okay. our main goal. Oh, wonderful. That's great. I love yeah. that. Okay, so the ones that have a music program. Uh, here's a good example. This weekend, tomorrow, uh, we're working with Big Thought and Dallas Love Field, for a program where I'm bringing in talent, uh, young artists to perform for about 3,500 kids that, that Big Thought are bringing through there, which are, you know, DISD and basically those that are not exposed to learning opportunities. Yeah. So it's, it, it kind of works hand in hand as partnership. That's great. Well, I read in, that in one of your uh, four day projects, these kids are stepping on stage and they're performing. Yeah. They're, many times they're performing songs that they've written and stuff like that. But you also, which you hinted to, you give them education beyond just performing. You take them through kind of the whole facet of the biz- music business world, right? Yes, that's what, that's what we do. We try to mentor them. We can't do all, but we try to find the ones that are have initiative. We think they have the talent to do things beyond just recreation centers. A couple of good examples of of this happening as um, we work with kids of fallen soldiers. Yeah. And I've done yeah. 1,800 of them every year come into Dallas with American Airlines, and I was invited in for that, and I created a music program oh. for them. Yeah, so cool. And we did our first one at um, Majestic Theater. I brought in teachers. Um, I had 
Paul Middleton, the pappy, uh, who was Bonnie Raitt's engineer, worked with Bonnie for 20-some-odd years, and has a studio, Palmyra Studios, here in Dallas-Fort Worth area. I brought in some just really great team of people to the kids would be exposed to playing in world-class venues. Yeah. So it's a, it, it was, it was a game changer for them. You could watch it over their face and these kids are traumatized because they've lost a parent in the war. So those yeah, think, are really satisfying things. I'm, yeah. I think that's one of the videos I saw and, and almost every kid stepped forward and was talking about music therapy. Yeah. Well, that's one of the three programs I was getting to. We've kind of, brought it down, distilled it down to the point where I do what's called Classroom to Stage is one of the initiatives, and that's what I did with Chuck Rainey. I brought Chuck into Townview last week, and he gave a seminar to the class there, the Black Arts and Magnet School there, and and, and with uh, Dean Hill, the director, who is an amazing guy. Yeah. And Dean and I worked together for years. That's one of the classes... Classroom to Stage, and then I have a music therapy program, which I'm working on another. Uh, through that, I'm working with Texas Children's Hospital in Houston, and we're going to do performances. Now, this is a sidebar, but Garth Brooks and Troy Eggman put in 10 studios in children's hospitals. So we're following up with programming for that so that they can do live broadcast into the rooms. Oh, that's so fantastic. Yeah, it's a really cool thing. And uh, the Robinson Foundation helped us with a donation to do this. And his uh, his uncle started Texas Children's Hospital. So we're kind of following up with that, which is a, a really great thing. When you see that type, when you see music work like that. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing to make you dance, and then it's another thing to make you well. And, yeah, and or or connect you and give you some reason, like with the kids of fallen soldiers. Can are there any stories that you can share where you, where they told you about the effect that music had on them? Oh, sure. Yes, uh, the probably one of the most interesting ones was a kid from Tyler. I listened to him. I heard him play, and I thought, well, and he's he lost his dad, and a lot of them don't necessarily lose their dad overseas. They they lose them to suicide or right. other things. Yeah, I know. And yeah. so it's really sad, but uh, Snowball Express was one of the organizations, the main organization that helps them. Right. Sponsored by American Airlines, Neiman Marcus, uh, whole Yum Brands, all these different organizations. And then Texas Music Project came in and created this music program for them right. as one of the events that they do while they're here for four days. And there's... 40 buses of them and very interesting 40 buses 40 buses and they actually stop the traffic on the freeway the only for the president do they do that and oh, for they do it for, for these kids so it's pretty amazing and to be part of that's great so this young man from tyler you, you well he's part of that and uh i don't want to say his name but he's i got with him worked with him on guitar and I uh, had a vocal coach work with him, and I had writers work with him. He just shined, and he's now helping mentor the other kids that are going through the program. So, really? Yeah. So he's, he's one of your counselors. Yeah, he's yeah. one of our ambassadors. Ambassadors. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. So you do events all over the state. I do. In the past few years, I've focused mainly on the bigger cities 
because it's just logistics and we're a small boutique type really texas music project is a small boutique music charity for the state of texas and we focus on that obviously if you have more time and money you do bigger projects sure. uh, it all gets down to what's donated we have a great partnership with with companies to and schools to bring in instruments as well as uh, teachers and as well as hey we're going to do an event and we want you there like this program tomorrow and I think that Big Thought is one of the, they've been around 30 years. They're one of the major, uh, I think they won one of the best awards for this type of thing, after school programs. And so they contacted us for the music side of it, which is great. That is so cool. It's, it's, it's wonderful because they're doing some wonderful things. You mentioned earlier, I want to go back to it because I'm holding here in my hand uh, just one of several Don't Mess With Texas Music CDs. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you've got a whole whole family of those. To, so take it. I think that's just one of the ways that you raise funds for that's your correct. organization. Yeah, take us through that. Well, we had to come up with means to, okay, let's do a nonprofit and uh, well, how are we going to make any money uh, without a handgun? <laughs> so, so what we did was had a mutual friend. He had Willie's fax number to his bus. And we knew we had to get Willie. I mean, Willie's <laughs> the godfather. He's the Dalai Lama, the godfather of yes. Texas music. Yes. So I uh, got the fax number, and they said, you need to do it exactly this time. And I did, and wrote him a letter and sent it. And I wasn't home, but about three late days later, I tapped my machine in those days. And there's a message from Willie. The uh, real Willie. The real Willie. Yeah, he cleared his throat, and uh, this is Alan, Willie Nelson. <laughs> and he gave me the phone number to his manager, and he said he accepted the honorary chairman position. And that is so uh, cool. So it was really Willie to, that that started. That if it wasn't for him stepping up and helping, I think we would have just been a great idea without um, that one thing that helps launch it. Yeah. Yeah. A celebrity that gives a shit. <laughs> I know, and and he's one of them. Oh, I mean, yeah. is he still involved a little bit, or is he? Well, you know, um, not. I think he kind of Willie's got a lot of different things going on. In a sense, I don't bother him. Yeah, yeah. He gave us three songs, gratis for use of three different songs that he was on. You yeah, know, he man. made the announcement. So I just don't want to go back to him for any of that sure sure and then i got it there was a time when people would call or, or call his agent and say hey if you do an event for us at a discount rate we'll give some money to texas music project so i i at that point i just ouch I, yeah it was terrible and i just said stop i had to that was going on without me knowing about it yeah right until i got a call from Mark Rothbaum, okay. cease and desist. Hey, it's good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yeah, right. Another great ambassador to music in Texas is Ray Benson down there. I mean, he's uh, he, oh, was, yeah. he was he was. I interviewed him on our very first show, oh, and great. I mean that guy. I, I think if anybody ever asks for something, he raises his hand. He jumps in. He's he's uh, another one. Yes, just another good soul and and believes in giving back. And I just think that he's, you know, he's um. In the Austin area, which is now has a lot of different elements too that we don't have up here, it's more Austin is more of a music community I find than Dallas Fort Worth. Although Dallas Fort Worth, it, I feel it could trump 
any of them. See, I and have it, a lot of people from Austin who have told me that they really like what's going on in, in Dallas-Fort Worth uh, from a music it, perspective. The, it does. It is happening. And Denton is happening. And Austin has become... It's still a great music city. Absolutely. It's just that everybody has to go somewhere else to work. And it's almost getting uh, pay to play where, you know, that's these great artists make mm. money. Almost Nashville, West Coast kind of thing. Yeah. Pay to play is not right. No, it's not right. It's It works for everybody but the, the artist doing it. Right. And it's bad enough to give away music and now pay to play. And, you know, it's like, uh, what do you do? Sell merch yeah. and hope for tips. So, you know, it's, I, I think that the music industry itself, well, I know for a fact when we quit doing CDs back in 2006, five and six, it, the last one was because of the downloads were just starting and all of that, the whole industry shifted. Right. And at that point, it, we didn't have the rights to do downloads. We only had it the rights from the... Sure. Late. We had almost three or 400... Uh, releases to get every one of those CDs. It was amazing. And Eric Zukoski, uh, the attorney for Texas Music Project, was the one that cleared all those licensing. That's got to be a bear. Uh, it was. It was a bear. Yeah. That was one reason no one ever did it. <laughs> really? Yeah, because you, it was. You had to make sure that it was gratis, of most favored nation on each one of the, of every song, every writer, every label on it. Um, the images. Here's a quick story. If you want one. Absolutely. I, want uh, one. I think we were going into the second CD and T-Bone Burnett oh, yeah. um, called and wanted to do a benefit for us at Bass Hall. And he was going to bring Allison Krauss and 10 tour buses. And we did this. It was great. But when I first met him and we were at the hotel, he asked me how things were going, getting releases. And, you know, and I said, well, everything's good, except we've got one problem with Sony. And I'm I'm working a Stevie Ray Stevie's tune and no, it was actually the first C D in it and uh tightrope. And he uh he said, What's the problem? I go, Well, I've got all the licensing cleared, but I can't get Sony to give me the image. I need the image for the C D cover yeah. and it's holding up everything. And he goes, uh, you got a phone? I'm like, Yeah, you got a phone, picks up the phone, calls. Hey, this is T Bone. Um, some friends of mine here, they need that image clip. Boom, done. Had it just like that. And I've been, <laughs> been trying for months and couldn't get it. Sometimes you need somebody who can no, shake, well, I mean, shake that tree. Like, yeah, so. That's a cool I story. mean, that's, some, that's just some of the, you know, the great artists that have helped us. Yeah. And, and he raised $70,000 uh, with the concert at Bass Hall for us. 70,000? Yeah. Wow. 2000 is amazing. So is, are concerts the next big thing for you? You sell the I, CDs? I would like to see that. But, you know, the, the thing that I find I have been doing is more of like state fair, and they'll give us a platform on the on the main stage. Right. And I bring in kids to perform. I would like to see Live Nation or AEG or one of the big guys help us by have a, a slot that's Texas Music Project, and then I can find artists, young artists, to come in and play those spots, I think th that those are it's so competitive with opening acts trying to make it right that they forget about the ones that are actually behind them looking for a spot where it started. Yeah, where it starts, yeah. and they have no place to play, and it's a money making thing. And now the, the opening slot has to pay to be there. Now you mentioned earlier that you were writing music with with yeah. your buddy, yeah. and you said a lot of those songs you took over in in with the kids. I did. I, we would use some of that, and um, 
and then one of the things that connected me with the co-founder was uh, a song I'd written for Ronnie Dawson, who was a friend and you know legendary rockabilly yeah. legend out of out of Dallas. I wrote a song called "Good at Being Bad," and that was the title of his last album. And Bruce Orr uh, was a big fan of Ronnie, and that's how we kind of connected up through a series of events. Yeah, it was great. And Ronnie you, was on the first record, one. Did you record the song for you? Yes, he did. Oh, and it was actually so cool. the title uh, song of his, uh, it's called uh, Good, Good at Being Good. Bad. Yeah. Yeah, it was his last one. And, so and those, we have those huge checks keep coming in every month? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon I'm going to get a house on, you know, a real house on wheels. <laughs> yeah. You've talked a little bit about the effect of the kids and the effect of uh, music from a therapy perspective. By doing this project, what effect has it had on you? That's a great question. <laughs> Sometimes it's an ass whooping. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, it's, it feels really good when you get something done. Yeah. Like working with these kids of fallen soldiers, I'm a veteran, so when I see that happen, I go, oh, that's, that's so great. And then working with kids that are kind of disadvantaged, you go, well, it's, it's great to be able to help them get a live shot at something and be a source. You know, when they're going, what would you write a song? What do you do? And how do you get publishing? And you know, all the different aspects of it. That feels great. We have an online line deal that we do with artists that, that help. And that's great for me because I get to interact with artists that I book a lot. So it's... Um, it's satisfying in that sense that it keeps me, it, I found a way to tie it into the industry that I'm in, which is event production and music production. Yeah. So it's, it's just tough that, it, that music has taken a complete you know, backseat in the education world when, it's, yeah. when it connects to kids immediately. That's that in sports. Yeah. So, and I always found that Dallas was more of a sports town and as I'm going through, I think it's changing. I think it's changing. I do, I do too. And your and friend that's in the the culture, the Dallas yeah, culture, right? I mean, and I've, Catherine Cuellar used to be involved yes, in that. Catherine's wonderful. I love yeah, Catherine. yeah, I love Catherine. And and this is changing. It's changing. Paul Williams, her husband. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. In fact, I, I've, I'm we're, I'm syncing up with Paul. I'm going to do an interview with oh, him in one of these one of these uh, days Great as guy. well. Yeah. Um, well, one other thing that I I kind of. I guess sometimes Texas Music Project is a calling card for opportunities that would not have happened if it wasn't a 501c3, a charity involved, you yeah. know, where people get their attention. I was contracted by the city of Dallas to build the stage out of Dallas Left Field. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, and it's the there's nothing like it, and nothing has been created like it since. It has a Perform, I have opportunities for kids to perform on there with pros and others. Now I'm not doing it any longer. I've done. I I created it and did it for the last couple of years, and uh, but it's still there and it's opportunities for a big screen to to promote artists and to promote the arts. And as John Paul Baptiste with with Dallas Cultural Affairs, he said it's the gateway to Dallas. Cool. Yeah, I've seen that several times, and I've seen kids up there on the stage. Yeah, that's um, really neat. Yeah, it's great, and it's an opportunity. Uh, one other time, there was about a fifty vets or a hundred vets, World War Two, World War One vets going through there that 
Southwest Airlines was doing, and I have a great picture of them in front of the stage Ooh. with Texas Music Project logo up. And it was it was tremendous. And uh, for a good while there, it was the Texas Music Project stage with live at Love Field. So, yeah. Um, so somebody wants to get involved. Somebody wants to contribute some money. Yeah. They have they have money burning a hole in their pocket. How do they get a hold of you? Well, they can reach out to info at texasmusicproject.com. Dot com. Yeah. I'll reach, I'll reach back out to them, and they can look at our three programs, which are music therapy, classroom and the stage, or our online courses with live performances by gigging musicians. Yeah. And showing tips, tricks, and licks is what it's called. I love it. So I have classroom to stage, music therapy, and tricks, tips, and licks. So they can donate to one of those, or if they have a specific thing they wanted to do, we can earmark the funds to go right in to that, whatever that is. And usually TMP will pass it through, or we'll keep a small percentage to keep the accountants happy. Yeah, and and that's pretty much how it goes. And this Texas Children's Hospital came out that way. So I'm I'm really happy about that. I'm I'm well, you happy about be. the point. Well, it's it's um, at times when you ask yourself why you're doing it because right. you're not. There's not like a retirement plan, or there's not like something you own or anything else. It's just no. it's uh, but you get to meet a lot of great people, and you know I never forget meeting Joe Ely and talking with him because he was one of the artists. I asked Joe if he would do a, a PSA for me, and he said, sure, what do you want me to say? And I went, whatever you want to say. And he goes, well, if it wasn't for music, I'd be in prison. And I went, that's good enough. Yeah. So, uh, and then there's, you know, Delbert McClinton, and sure. all of them, all of them have stepped up. I had 80 artists, um, George Strait, Willie, um, Pat Green, um, the Vaughn Brothers, Eric Johnson, I just name them. They're, Eric Clapton and Bonnie Wright gave us two songs. Oh, really? Yeah, gave me two songs to use. So they're on our third CD. It's been an interesting process. Yeah, and, and you get to see their faces light up. And I, I remember one time I did a big event, and it was all done. At the end of the day, I'm pretty much just sitting in a room by myself. And that's when it just kind of hits you. Is to, it does. Yeah. That's it. And you go, wow, why is everybody looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> so, it, but it gives a chance to go, it's really not about yourself. You know, it's really oh, going, you, you know, hey, if I just do this, open that door, and then. But how know, many kids only, never get that door that's open? It. Yeah. But you gave tons and of there's kids a chance. Some snaky to open stuff it. out there, you know, oh, so, I, as you know. It's horrible. It's so you just go, look, you don't have to do that. There's other resources for you. Yeah. There's grants. There's, uh, you know, National Endowment of the Arts. There's different corporations that give grants for things. There's, um, like, our chairman uh, of the Texas Music Project, Mr. Michael Hatley, is over the Wildflower. Yeah. Event. Okay, so they have a whole songwriter thing. They have a whole kids thing now. So they've been doing it. So it's, I think it's inspired people to do. Damn right. You know, and in Austin. Well, I can't say that because this is a kids program. No, I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell them not to say that. <laughs> um, but I think Austin, Austin had this great music thing going on. But, but I think Texas Music Project 
being the official one, the first one to do it, we worked with Texas Music Magazine with Stuart Ramser. Yeah. Th that whole element gave a lot of people a lot of ideas. There's HAM now, you know, the National, let's see, Health Alliance Association for Musicians. Yes, yes. And there's organizations yes. like that. There's other ones. We help a group in Austin through Texas Music Office, Brendan Anthony and uh, Steve Ray, we work with them to do, um, we give instruments to the state and they give them out to the kids in Austin to, one was called Kids in a New Groove, which is orphans. So, so, you know, if somebody wants to donate to us or they have instruments, hopefully they're working instruments, that's kind of what our mission is. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Well, any other closing comments, Michael? Because this has been a real treat. No, thank and, you. And, and, thank and I compliment you. I mean, you've touched so many people. That Here you got a regular day job, but obviously you spend a ton of time outside that on the Texas Music Project. So I can't thank you enough. Well, I feel like it's worth it, and thank you for having me. And Maureen, thank you for making this happen. You got it. And, and Muddy is glad he handed the microphone over to you. <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right. I'd like to do it easy. On <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Y'all have a great day. And remember, check out the Texas Music Project. All right? Adios. Muddy and I both ask you to check out the Texas Music Project or any other organization or team of people that work hard to help our secondary and primary school students to have a good understanding of the arts and music. I assure you, we will be staying in contact with Michael Clay. This past week, we hit the first day of summer. Muddy and I spent a lot of time outside this weekend working on our house. Man, was it hot. The 100-degree dog days of summer are here. Be careful. Well, the musical event of this last week and of all time in the TV musical short category was... James Corden's Carpool Karaoke Drive Around Liverpool with Paul McCartney. If you haven't seen it, have you been out of the country or what? Their pop-in visits to different places and people in Liverpool were simply fantastic. Pull it up on James Corden's Facebook page. 72 million people already have. On the local scene, a tip of the hat to Rick Fairless and his family for being the niche answer to the bikers of North Texas. Strokers on Harry Hines Boulevard has delivered food, music, goods, and bike services to bikers for 22 years now. If you are a biker in Dallas or coming through Dallas, Strokers is a must-stop. Congratulations, Rick, Susan, and Lena on your contribution to the North Texas music scene. If you want to learn more about Strokers, check out their feature article in the business section of the Dallas Morning News this past Sunday. All right, till next week, have a great week, campers. Bye. Dogger and Muddy are heading to a local honky-tonk to check out the music scene. If you do the same, let the artists know you appreciate their music, and be sure to tip your servers well. Till next time. Adios! I cannot feel a speak Punches underwater Drifting in the open sea Or is this a dream? Trust is to falter and to taste to receive. Is this a dream? I won't.